You're there to protect your client. You're there to show your client what they deserve from it. You're there to show them what they don't have to tolerate anymore. You become their barrier. But, and that's like the new, the old, I say, I call it the old age legal space. The new legal space, which I think we're creating on the same page, is very much where your divorce, divorce attorney can also be your protector, but also trust them if they care. This is Susan Chestnut of the Chestnut Law Firm. This is my podcast, From Foster Care to Family Law, A Child Welfare Focus. I was raised in the foster care system. I was a child abuse investigator for the Department of Children and Families. And now I'm an attorney practicing family law where my passion is to focus on the best interests for the children involved. In my podcast, I will be meeting with industry experts exploring the seemingly impossible scenarios that families often struggle to manage. Each episode will include insights and concepts from professionals that deal with these issues every day. This is Susan Chestnut, and I'm here with Jennifer Stoller. She is the CEO and founder of Impassion and Transcend, formerly a divorce and family law attorney. She has began to evolve and work and focus on building teams that can help the individuals that are going through the divorce process learn to thrive and manage their lives in a way that they can come out of it on a much better on the other end. And so thank you, Jennifer, for being with me this morning. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Jennifer Amy Stoller. <clears throat> I'm a non-practicing divorce attorney. I'm a speaker. I'm a human transformation coach. I like to also say I'm a human. Like I do a lot of cool things in my day, right? I like to create content for people. I like to create a client, like client space. Basically, Basically, I'm a human that is dedicated to helping divorce from helping other people divorce from humans, habits, and unhappy spaces that don't serve them. So essentially, as Jen, my goal is to change the narrative on divorce in the sense that like you can divorce from anything, a relationship, but this or this. But in the divorce chick tribe, which is was specifically created for the marriage divorce space, it's basically to show that people can get liberation in divorce. Right. Yes, it can be really hard and it can be helpful, but and I always tell this to my clients and think good thank goodness for like my humor. I would be like, you don't go through hell. We don't stay there. Like we 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 don't stay there. We have to go through it. And then they're like, Okay, where do we go? It never ends. Like it ends when you want to change, kind of thing. So yeah, it's just showing people that you get to make decisions in your divorce, but also make sure that you have the right people around you that are guiding you in a way that actually fulfills you. It doesn't make you destroy things more. And the role of a divorce attorney in the divorce is very important. And I think you've taken that and you've expanded that tremendously. Can you tell me about what you feel the role of a divorce attorney is in a divorce and what it really should be? So there's two different roles. So the, the, I'm going to get to one. So the, when I was a full-time divorce litigation attorney, my role, how I saw it in that space, was to be the protector, right? Like when things would hit the like the ship hit the fan or whatever, like the problem, people would come, you would fix the problem. If anyone was facing abuse, it's you were the space that people ended up at, like the last, like the first room in the divorce process, but actually the last room in the human process of trauma and decisions and all of that, because people would avoid divorce until it was like bang mess so that's as the litigation space you have to be the protector i would say i was a soldier in law you have to be that strong being you have to when women come to you abused you have to show them yes you can use your voice but like 
you you need to be able to protect yourself if you want to go through a divorce and you can see all these different versions of humans at their worst right no matter how powerful they are in the 3d world when they're professional life when they crumble and divorce they crumble and obviously attorneys have privilege so whatever you feel in that room you don't share because you can't they're your clients so the role as a divorce litigation attorney i think is one where it's you there to be there for your client. You're there to protect your client. You're there to show your client what they deserve from it. You're there to show them what they don't have to tolerate anymore. You become their barrier. But, and that's like the new, the old, I say, I call it the old age legal space. The new legal space, which I think we're creating it on the same page, is very much where your diverse divorce attorney can also be your protector, but also trust them if they care. They're also your coach. Just because they don't have a coaching certificate or a coaching practice or coaching whatever doesn't mean that they don't know how to coach you out of the situation that might lead to the explosion and actually you're not getting what you want or what's fair or not fair or whatever in the divorce space. So it's as a divorce attorney and also as a divorce client choosing a divorce attorney, go and research. Right, like many people would make a decision, they'd go and Google and they'd be like, I can't believe that attorney let me down. I'm like, oh, okay, do you know their values? Do you know what they stand for? Do you know what they recommend? And they're like, no, because remember lawyers, they just have trust because they're lawyers. I like to show lawyers should be healing. I don't care how many divorce matters you've won or what you've done in your legal profession. Are you a good person? How do you treat your wife? How do you treat dogs? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. get to that point wow you're amazing but let's see the and then that's obviously where you see shattering of people but i think the basis of your divorce attorney is one it should be someone that you have boundaries with okay they what a divorce attorney faces and i only realized the impact it had on me when i left the environment because you're constantly in adrenaline you can't you actually have to be a rope like have you have to be hard so the moment that you're a bit soft it's a lot but you have to be that in that environment else you get eaten alive especially as a woman it's people yes you don't complain about it because you you take it with grace but it's much harder right tapping into that masculine and caring than having to navigate and all of that but there is balance so one you must make sure that you respect your attorney's time and two you respect their view because the amount of times that you they tell you the same thing you'll pay for and I will tell my clients, do you want me to tell you the same thing over and over? I will, because you're paying for my time. Epic. I'm so excited. Let me waste your time, my time, and everyone's money. Like, I'm like, I'm not telling you again. It's driving me mad. So it's the, it's also tapping into the human space, but it took me years to be able to drop that guard, be soft, and make that joke. I couldn't be in litigation to be that version of myself. It is impossible. And I think clients also have to respect their divorce attorney in that, they what they're struggling to go through their life of what's going on the divorce attorneys dealing with 10 like so many different clients that are going through that exact same and trying to manage it all so have grace have respect and also be honest so you can waste your time and money and you cannot learn the lesson and go over and over again and then blame your attorney or you can look at yourself and go cool this is happening for a reason like why is this happening let me dig a bit deeper so yeah, the divorce attorney aspect is one, have someone that cares, but also that someone's like very strong. I like to call it a powerful, like that can hold power, but listen to them and don't, yeah, don't irritate a great divorce attorney. Because once you've lost a great divorce attorney, it's going to be, you have going to have so much regret finding the other ones that don't care and your ego will make you like 
like even if, like sometimes if you have a divorce attorney and you want to reconcile and you think that you can because you've seen what else is there put your ego aside and maybe go say sorry do you know what i mean because the boundaries that we have to set it sounds dramatic but are like akin to like even how drug dealers would set boundaries do you know what i mean that hectic defense mechanism but yeah so the role of a divorce attorney i think one that cares is one that has impact and i think one that is stuck in the old age of only money just keeps repeating a cycle to humans to choose different ones you eventually left that litigation space what was it that prompted you to take this evolutionary step such a funny story because it's like a professional like the center that planned it gen or the personal life gen right so the professional life gen was very much like i can't do this anymore it's i can't uh, i'm exhausted i'm burning out i'm always sick i can't I can't give the best to my clients and i'm dropping the ball i'm dropping the ball hard and i don't want to drop the ball but maybe if i do do this and, this and i'd explore options and since got to a point where i was like i literally the one day i was like i'm going to resign I could, it's like my, i couldn't handle it so there was it was like a shattering of me but in the sense of how because i took on what everyone every single one of my clients took on so when i say it's powerful it's not strong is that i was very strong too strong unrealistically strong until actually my body was like okay you can't do this anymore and the hard part of it for me was very much of going oh, I, if i don't do this no one's going to and then yes. going okay yes. but you know uh, but that's martyr energy yes, it was it very much like i'm the only one that can do this and then that's where the patience comes in the universe goes okay you have to take care of yourself first because you're not gonna be able to do anything if you can't do anything so i think litigation is a space where my caring was my strength and it still is in law the impact that i'm making in law i just knew that i couldn't do it in a law firm anymore so I still have that like Aries nature. My mom would go, you're so stubborn. I'm like, yeah, but not about bullshit. I'm stubborn when people have disrespect and people don't care about other humans. That's when I'm stubborn. I'm relentless. Like I won't, I can't sit back and go, I disagree with this. And then be in like, I, it's just, I couldn't see that double standards. And also in South Africa, we call each other out in a lot of our crap. I'll be like, I can't stand lawyers. And then my dad would be like, okay, then why are you a lawyer? And I'd go, I'm stuck here for a bit, but one day I'll leave. I knew someday I would get out of law, but my goal was to be a partner and chasing this dream until when I was like, honestly, all of this is not even worth it. I'm not even happy. It's, I've studied, I had that student dream and you keep chasing this. And my, the head coach in my divorce container, she literally, we call, we say when life gets hold of you. So I got hold of me and went, look, law, it's hectic, but you can create justice. I just knew I could no longer do it in the legal space anymore. I had to exit, but I went, guys, I'm coming back. I promise you I'm coming back. I don't know how I'm coming back, but this isn't working because if I'm collapsing, how, what are other people facing? But my collapse also came, some people will keep drinking. So my collapse also came from going, I don't want to drink anymore. So I don't want to do this and then having to see why you relied on it. But it's because what you deal with in divorce is a lot, especially yeah. if your heart is open. So yeah, it's just showing, it's also showing that you can have that strong, I call it a mask. It's like a character 
Like I know when I walk into law firms, if I had to walk in like this, I'd get eaten alive because I've done it before. And then I'd get underestimated and then I'd go, I get so distracted in the noise that I know what I could show. Like we have to wear characters and not really masks, but like I call it self-preservation masks. Like my one client who are having coffee is like, I prefer Jen chilled coach to the Jen that showed up at the law firm the other day. You look very smart and very intimidating. I'm like, yeah, but you know why? Because then I could just sit there in silence and that's just the energy I had to hold. Because I, I could feel people's judgment. I could feel people's, as an empath, um, and also they would be very honest with us. Some attorneys and their ego, if they can't attack anything else in your intellect or whatever, they start to go very deep in, in insulting. But in goodness for my British mom, they would be like, tell them to fuck off. I'm like, mom, I can't. They <laughs> <laughs> say it in your mind while they're speaking to you. <laughs> and you just switch off. So that was my defense. I would shut down, which I, now I realize, you know, at the end of myself would antagonize people more. So it's because of seeing yourself. I didn't want to be a trigger anymore. Like, because I would see horrific things. I would see high professional attorneys that I would respect a lot just acting crazy because I would trigger them but just shutting down because I was like I'm not willing to go through this in like a high school battle when there are children involved yeah like why are you being emotional Jennifer why are you being crazy because I fucking am emotional <laughs> and maybe I am a bit crazy but like doesn't justify your shitty behavior yeah so remember when you get I was the one that would call out and then go Okay, cool, my mom go, just keep your mouth shut for five minutes because I know you're strong, but it's, uh, and refine your voice. So I think the refining attorneys, the ego, and it goes like this, there's a place for it. But I know when I would, when I do, because I still do a bit of legal work one-on-one, if clients come to me and it's like a mess, my friends and my coaches call me the fixer. I'll be like, okay, fine, I'll take it on. But then I'm fixing only because it's been referred through one of my professionals. So it's that space and there's kids and, and, when, I, when you see how people are shattering right now, they don't they don't understand the level that they can actually make a decision that is different to divorce just because Corona accelerated it. Like for two years, people are like, oh yeah, have you seen the change in divorce in Corona? Do you think Corona's added to it? I'm like, imagine this. And I'll just tell a story. I'll be like, imagine you have all these issues and you're fighting in the morning or whatever and i painted this picture but now you're stuck together (laughs) the illumination of the stuff that happens in moments and people escape to the golf course to work to the gym to this it's that escapism and now you're stuck and it illuminates everything but that's what's good about coaching imagine being stuck in a safe container where you just get to see stuff quicker and just not go through the same cycle I think the cycle becomes where it's, if you're not dealing, like you can be the best attorney and give the best advice, but when you're dealing with a clown on the other side, it's a bit terrible. It's like some, I really wish like there's a service where you have, you want to be a millionaire, you have two calls to the judge in your matter. And it's just when your opponent is acting like a clown. Oh, me too. Like acting like a clown, rail him in or her in. Yeah. Because I'm doing my best with my client and I can't. Yeah, like it's so simple, but you know what I mean. And a lot of that is a strategy for opposing counsel. They do that on purpose. 
they do yeah. that on purpose and there is no con- there is no real way to call them to the carpet necessarily quite often when they really need it and they're the ones those those types of attorneys are the ones that make the divorce process worse for the clients because it is traumatic for them i always tell my clients that number one when you are getting a divorce that it is much like the death of your partner because you're grieving and so you're going through a grieving process and not only are you grieving but you're also trying to not let yourself get into a place where you are becoming self-destructive and self-sabotaging and that's very difficult and the hardest part in escaping that is to try to find their personal responsibility for how they got to where they are and that can be a challenge. Is that something that you see? <laughs> that could be a challenge. I was like, oh, I'm even triggered because it's, but lawyers, and this is what I'm going to say to tell lawyers, it's not your space. So yes, as a lawyer, but you can also be a lawyer coach. I have legal clients where I'm like, this is a legal meeting, robot. Then I have this a coaching meeting. And it's just the different intentions of the space is very different because Telling someone, I do believe as a lawyer, when our heart is not open, where their life is shattering to the nth degree, and I know giving them advice is going to, and this was like a hard reality. My coach had to show me this and go, you're hurting more people actually by doing it on the heart level, because your heart's closed when you're saying it. If your heart's open in the coaching space, you can pour. But if you're in a state where it's closed and you're giving that advice, what you're literally doing and saying to that person is just in the inner child because remember they're bleeding out they're open their hearts so open and we here to protect them is going yes i'm going to affirm everything that has happened is your fault and when they leave your room they become so impossible because they're so hard on themselves but when we harden ourselves and we stuck in non-awareness and realization it's just it's like a like a laser when you say putting the glasses on imagine a laser and you just have to now direct it at your attorney or whatever and then it's a fight and then it's a this because that's the people that the, the energy that we bring is very like hectic but understanding people understanding that your attorney is also there to just fix the problem and then you can get onto a level of going equilibrium now let's not let's avoid problems going forward is vital and how i would make this very clear to my clients i wouldn't explain it i would just as people would come in with a raging thing of problems and i'm going to do this and i would go cool if you want to do that i need this amount of money in my trust account by tomorrow i would call their bluff but that took a lot of self-work because i realized i was calling their bluff and when they would say yes i would go cool now i have turned i have that amount of money or whatever it would be to do whatever i want and it's my decision now and i've got the money sorry yeah. Like, I had to reel them in only because I understand when parents go, I'll pay this amount of money. And I've had, I've like in my career, I've had a client that actually did that and his child got kidnapped. It's like another level of what the hell, just because of a narcissistic mother and like just that whole level of like deception. But you learn very quickly when you see deception in others and also go, shit, this can actually be avoided. Because before the bang, there are red flags, but we can't see them if we're not working on ourselves. So our filters are very important. So I always say to clients that your filter has to be so crystal clear. Because if you're giving me advice, you 
I'm here to act on instruction. And if your instruction, I can't unfilter and cleanse you in what you want, but I would do it in the beginning. I'll just be like, what do you want? They'll be like, the car, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, cool. How much are you willing to sacrifice in self to get it? Because that's the redefining the version of success, right? Yeah. I understand. But also the destroying parents wanting to destroy each other. It's, yeah, is he a bad or is she a bad wife or husband or a good father or mother? That is the direction that people need to go because once the fragmentation happens in the relationship, husband and wife paradigm, which I call, it now reverts to co-parenting because guess what? You're fucking stuck together. So yeah. mom up, dad up, the end. Because it's I shouldn't have done this. I'm like, you did. And now we can <laughs> sorry, but not sorry because also imagine, I said, imagine you have to say that in front of your child. Yeah, I don't say it in front of my child. I'm like, yeah, but you still hold it. They can feel you. They sure can. They can feel you. And if you think that they can't, trust me, have a conversation with your kids when you've gone through a divorce in their 20s and 30s and they'll tell you how much they hate you if you don't if you don't get to a point of waking up. They make these they rules that we're not allowed or that the party, the mother or the father, that they're not allowed to discuss the litigation with the children. And everybody believes, number one, they all say that they're not, but most of them are. And then number two... They believe that even if they're not, that their children are completely oblivious to what's happening or that the choices that they're making aren't affecting their children. How do you and your coaching and your team approach, how do you focus on protecting the children specifically? So I think the protection of children is very much whenever people, whenever parents will come to me, so people go, oh, you like oh you are a divorce attorney that is for women because in south africa there's like actually those categories there's ones where it's like rich woman and that kind of space like that we would go to and then it'll be like oh father's rights and i'd go cool cool but then i got to a point where it was like parents and whenever a parent would come to me i'd always make sure that i could be the voice of their children because they could not understand what they were doing to their children. And it was even worse. It was very hard to explain to a parent. And I would use this very profound story where litigation would get people to feel, I just needed people to feel where they were at. Tell me that story. Tell me that story. So the story was basically where when I was younger, I used to be obsessed with nature. I wanted to be a vet until when I see blood, I'd pass out. My dad was like, oh, (laughs) never gonna have to be a vet. You have to be a lawyer. I'm like, I wanna be a vet. But I couldn't, it would like, Oh, I'd pass out. The there was once a bird that the there was like a broken bird in my garden. Like I always used to run around with my dogs and broken wing. And I took this bird and I picked it up and I put it in a box and I hid it. And my dad was like, "What is in this box?" And I was like, "No, nothing." And my dad was like, "Jennifer, you can't pick up this bird and put it in because if you hold it, you're going to smother it and you're going to put your scent on it and the other birds are going to attack it." And you're not going to actually be protecting the bird. You're going to, you're literally just interrupting nature and you can't do that. And I went, no, and the next day the bird died. And I was like, my dad was like, I told you. And I was like, and but then he was very soft. He was like, now can you see if you interrupt? I know what your intention was. I know you wanted to protect the bird, but the way that you did it actually by putting the next time, if the bird is in the rain, take the box and put on the bird, cut a thing and let it just heal there. And I couldn't understand this and it would make sense. And then when I would say to parents, I was like, I get that you want to protect the bird. It's your child. The, I understand the connection. You seeing 
the abuser or the person that is your co-parent in the lens of what's going to happen to the child but you don't understand that you also the abuser remember you also the there's a victim in the and the villain but both ways with parents because that's their sole contract in bringing a child into this world so i would say that to parents like i know that you want to protect the bird but actually taking a child away from another parent is basically ripping the bird's wings off because a child will never ever understand why that parent didn't want to be they always seek that identity my dad or mom didn't want me or whatever so that the child's voice is vital is that a child's choice will one always that their parents will get along always two that their parents not don't even have to be together you can explain it to your children remember lying to your children is a catastrophe now there's youtube <laughs> <laughs> they're way smarter than we are anymore yeah, yeah. I, I literally would say like, I went to board of directors of five-year-olds because they tell it, hey? they literally tell it. Like my friend's daughter, she tells, that the one day I cut my hair, she's like, no, I was like, Jordan, you break my heart, hey? but I love you. You're too honest, but you're right. Like you're just hurting my feelings. Like they very, but that's where it's open. So in terms of the children, it's that parents will do, it's like, Parents would say that they would do anything for their children. I'll do this, I'll do this, except for heal. It was a massive flipping problem for me. I was like, I'll do this for my children, I'll do this for my children, I'll do this for my children. I'm like, okay, literally all you have to do for your children is heal, center, take time for self, provide. Kids just need love. Just because your version of love is so toxic that you want to spit it on them, doesn't mean that it's the pure version of love. Parents, they struggle to understand that because Divorce isn't a space where it's like, as you're deciding, you start to get advice and be open about it. It's something that people, it's, oh, like, I know people go, yeah, when she was lying in bed with me, she was issuing a summons. And I was going, what was she feeling to have to do that? So I'd always want to feel the other side. And in parents, they literally have one task on this earth when they have kids, whether it's a mistake, whether it's an oopsie, whatever. I don't even care about the story anymore. It's like your child is here. Okay, you can live in the past, or the right. could have, should have, bloody blah. Promise you, your child is like there's a bond that's always going to be there, and your child will love you if you actually know that you don't have to suffer to just even be there for your children. It's, parents will go, you don't know what I do for you to children, and I'm like, yeah, they're not supposed to. <laughs> they, this is a role and then they'll take care of you when you're old so you better watch yourself <laughs> oh you're going into an old age job <laughs> yeah. like my family always make that joke I always said I'm like mama I promise you I won't put you in an old age job if you don't give me fucking grief <laughs> but we love each other that's family and that's love and it's acceptance and people need to be able to also heal they can divorce so lawyers should just take over the divorce process issue the summons whatever but the game of are we going to settle are we going to not settle like i would get to attorneys where they would go if you don't take this offer i'm like honestly i'm so done with this back and forth i can see where it's going how about this let's go to court issue it and they would and i'd go excellent now i don't have to waste my time in a space where the intention was never ever to settle it was just to waste my time that's exactly or avoid court i say i promise you if we, if we say we want to go to court in the beginning we won't go to court in the end but Remember, we've just accelerated in two sentences to people. They can't comprehend it. They don't understand it. That's why podcasts like this and free content on social media plants a seed in people's minds. Oh my God, it can be different. So talk about that. Talk about what you're doing to show 
that to these people. Yeah. yeah. When I was this year planning with the divorce check, because so I am the CEO and founder of a company called Impassion, but that was going to be an events company. Like a, it was speaking, it was all of that. But then I had to create a brand called the divorce check through that last year. So it's like, this isn't working. I have to do the divorce check. Then the divorce check morphed into the divorce check tribe. So when it comes to sorry what was the question again i've gone i've just had a blonde moment well you were talking about planting that seed and then you were leading into how you take and you transform basically their mind and their perceptions yeah yeah, divorcing differently so basically the two choices in divorce were always like fighting or not fighting so it was like oh you have an amicable divorce my parents had a very amicable divorce externally as a child i could feel everything right as a real mom, I'd be like, shut up, shut up, I might speak to each other. I wasn't willing to deal with the bickering of the marriage in the divorce. Just, But as a child, you shouldn't have to. Obviously, it was my purpose in what I did, but not everyone in a divorce is going to have that purpose. They're going to have a tra- they're going to have, just have the trauma. So in, in that space of creating divorce differently is that people were like, oh, I must do divorce this way or this way. It was like option A or B, black or white, like that complete juxtaposition and I'd go, what about an option C? How do you want it to look? Oh, no, I was like, how do you want it to look? So it was so deep in the sense that people couldn't even imagine or even have a spark of a different type of divorce because it doesn't exist. So I'm saying in absolute totality from the beginning to the end where you can go to one space and go, cool, I can divorce differently. Where do I go? Because if you're alone, many people are like, they have an imagination of what they want their divorce to look like. It doesn't look like that, but they live in delusionment that it does look like that until generations down the line, it didn't look like that. Do you know what I mean? The cost is too high now. So it's very much going, cool, divorce, cool, are you triggered? Epic. Let's even just deal with the word divorce why you should get about divorce my grandfather's mother got it okay cool let's start there like how people would give their stories about divorce was in their own story and but like i get it but it's because no one wanted to discuss it it was like always like swept under the carpet so divorcing differently can just show people that you can also start to divorce from an idea whatever you can divorce from anything but specifically in the marriage space if you put divorce on the table, you can start discussing the different way of how to do it between the two parties. And the problem with the divorce is that when people start to decide on divorcing, the first place they go to is the lawyer's office, when they actually should be like going to their diary or like going to their going to the gym and thinking about it for themselves. It's this is my life, this is a problem, I'm just gonna dump it here. And it's not gonna it's just gonna follow you. So yeah, I think divorcing differently, it's not, it might not look the way that you want it to look like, but what a great possibility because what it looked like in the past is shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it can only get better, surely, right? And it always does, but they can't see it for themselves at the moment. And like we were talking earlier, it's only their own perspective and they can't find another one. And I feel like you've developed a program that you can teach that perspective and you can teach and show how to heal. So talk about that. So the divorce chick tribe, and when I say I've simplified it is because my team will know is that sometimes I'd write a list and I would say to my business manager, Danielle, if I start waffling on, just message me and say, look at the list, 
right? So, because it's so expansive. So with the Divorce Tribe, there's free content on our YouTube channel, on Instagram, on TikTok, all those spaces where you can go and consume information of the different type of divorce. That's the planting of the seed. It's like the possibilities. Then there's more low ticket stuff where there's online courses, which will be $99. This is still in the process of coming into being. So the intention is by the end of 2022, this will be all accessible. But if you follow the free channels, when it's launched, you'll have access to it. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll see it. Then the group coaching container is how to build your divorce team. But it's coaching, but in a space where people can pay a monthly fee and just have access to an hour of a professional speaking, whether it's in the mental health professional space or whether it's at the, a lawyer space that I work with or whether it's a coach that I work with, a parenting coach or an anxiety and depression coach. For me, so some like my expertise is fear. I deal with fear that's in human beings. What is the biggest fear that you have and how does that just navigate your whole reality from inside out? And is that right? part of the inner child where that's developed, that fear? Yes. yes. The inner child it's the trauma it's the layers like a pancake that we are by the time that we've realized that there's something that's not right because you can't see it it's like there do you know what i mean and that's why we always have to have the mentors and the coachings the ones above us because they can see the things that we can't see but it's about just choosing the right people that's a coaching container where it's how to build your divorce team and what i wanted to help the most amount of people but also knew that my experts they have their own practices they have their own lives they can't take on the one the clients that i'd want to help on a one-on-one basis on the level that i need would want them to do so i was like cool let me build a space where people can pay a monthly fee it's like a three-month contract and then it's another three months and then it's another three months and wow it's all the three months in your life you've healed Wow, it's 24 months and now your life's changed because you have that support. You need that daily support. But yeah, the structure is still coming together. But all it basically is, is being able to listen to topics that I would identify with my professionals they would speak on. If it resonates, you can work with them and they have their own practice or space or whatever. So it's like a filter where people going through divorce, they can come, they can listen to some of the top professionals, some of the top coaches, some of the top people in divorce that I've specifically sourced in a container that's safe, and then take that information and apply it to their own reality. Absolutely. Um, and that's so, not yeah. something that a divorce attorney can solely do on their own. You have to have that team. And you're doing it in like you refer to it as a container and i love that analogy and i love that structure because when you're a practicing litigator you're just making the referrals to the outside sources and you have no real you have input but you don't have much authority or control or direction over that outside resource that you're using and it sounds like you've built a team where the goal of the client and what's in their overall best interest is actually a centralized theme and what you're working with. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, totally. So it's basically, it's like, I just imagine, obviously I've never been divorced, but I've seen people go through divorce and I've, I just imagined where coaching for me in my business space, when I work with coaches, help me feel safe in my decisions, in my business. Yeah. So showing people in the divorce space, because they get to just ask questions and sometimes it's not their own voice. It's like other, like, my mom said this. I was like, oh God, tell your mother that you and her are not supposed to speak about divorce again. So it's blocking out the noise and allowing people to be, let's say like on a Monday night, you on your, there's a Zoom chat 
on mental health or whatever and you can literally listen on your phone with your airpods or like your thing and you can escape reality your reality but to consume information and get that empowerment and that educational space and then just go apply it to your own life day by day as a piece of a puzzle but you just know for three months if you just show up something will happen because that's about consistency if you're in the right place it happens well and um, they're healing they're beginning their healing process and they should all they're doing is that like i'm divorce i had to look at the themes and it's a it's the the themes is the shattering it's the loss it's the and this is what impassion is it's the integration of the mind the heart the body and the soul so it's a shattering of the soulmate the feelings you're really intense it's also the heart right the heart is being shattered that inner child like oh my word i thought that i'd love this person forever i had to i needed to escape my mom issues my dad wounds all the wounds in choosing that person but if you're evolving from that out that per out of that space because you meant to be something else do you know what i mean you're supposed to evolve through it then you get the mind which is what we've been told about divorce it has to be you have to lose everything you have to spend money like all that space and then it's the body and also showing staying in a toxic in home environment for our body energy force field without doing something like yoga or exercising or something that can shape that trauma out of you. you'll live like this because your brain will go trigger brain everything's just triggering and it's a flipping disaster so yeah i have mean mind health professionals then i have soul and heart health so the brain has memory but so does the heart and so does the body but we're so focused in in appeasing the mind because remember that's what we here to do if we prepared for everything in the mind i'm also here to say what if you manifest this it's a terrible thing so yeah if you're not if you're not planting the difference of divorce people can't even think of the mountain over the mist it's impossible because they it doesn't make sense but you've seen it. You've seen the growth in your own clients. But attorneys can't speak about the growth because there's no time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there is no time. There's no time. You're right. So I was reading one of your blogs and you talked about the five mistakes that people make in their divorce. Do you want to talk about that? So I can't remember all of them, but let me give it. So go read the blog. I'll give another five. And if it's linked. I think that the first mistake that people, because now I think it's also evolved, is that the first mistake in people in their divorce is thinking that they get to control everything because they are in the divorce. I'm like, yeah, it's you, your partner, and the relationship. It's three. And now you're going to have a lawyer, so now it's four. And now you're going to have a psychologist, so now it's five. And now you're going to have this person, and you're going to drag... And I was like, don't ever involve the state, especially in South Africa. I'm like, don't do a criminal thing because you can't go to the states and go, I'm going to withdraw this. You've got now you're stuck. <laughs> so don't do that thing. So think about it, what you're going to do and the consequences of your action and what can go right and what can go wrong. Okay, because you don't have to relearn the lessons. The second one is, I think, thinking like, honestly, that like divorce only happens to you. Right, divorce is something everyone has a story about divorce. I will tell you right now, whether it's Kanye West and Trip and Kim Kardashian right now, and or like anything about divorce, Adele's album or family trauma divorce, everyone has some sort of divorce story about divorce. So surely that links us somehow. 
It's abandonment issues, it's a trauma, it's a family fragmenting, which we're all dealing with. So don't think that you're the only one going through it. You're feeling exactly how other people are feeling through it. You just have to be honest with yourself and find a place where you can heal that. The third mistake I think would be going out and just ranting and just speaking from the mind. Because remember, it's like the mind, the brain is a direct link to the mouth. And if you're not clearing your mind, your sense, then you're just ranting. Everything that comes out this filter is not going to be great. So control your mind. Write it down. Okay, the hand is the link to the heart for me and the soul. Like rather write down how you're feeling and burn it. So I would write notes to people until the one day I was like, yo, one day someone takes a photo of this fucking note. It would be ruined. So I would just go outside and burn it because that gave me my power. It gave me my voice. I was like, I got it out. And guess what? You... Telling someone who they are when they really don't care or don't see themselves as that is really not, you're wasting your time. It's like you're trying to, and okay, I'll make this the fourth one, is don't try to find healing and clarity at the, like, in the space where all the unclarity happened. So don't, what do you mean? Do you know what I mean? No. So, like, for example, people in divorce will go, oh, let me go back to the marriage and try understanding get clarity from my ex about this and this. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to, I, I will withdraw this if they admit that they were wrong. I'm like, you, they're not going to admit it. Why do you care? Why do you care? Look at yourself. Because trying to it's accept the apology you didn't get. Well, and it, and all, on it only takes it. one person to want to end a marriage, and it doesn't matter their reasons. You don't have to understand them, and I agree with you. I think that's, if I had to pick the number one barrier I have in overcoming with my clients, it is getting them past the why or the how. So this is me. I'm like, okay, are you happy? No, but I'm like, exactly. Both of you are not happy. So the fifth mistake I think people make in divorce is the first thing that they run to in protection is the law with their hearts bleeding and relying on professionals that actually have to lock their hearts. Like I have this thing where it's like a lock and a key because I've learned how to lock my heart for self-preservation and protection and then open it up when I'm safe. Okay, but it takes a while to see those containers of when you can do that. So when your heart's open and you're bleeding everywhere emotionally, don't go to the very profession where their hearts are closed for purpose to protect you. That goes somewhere where you can feel it out, make a decision, or go to your lawyer and go, I'm really emotional. I don't want to bleed all over you. I get that you're here. I know you have a heart, but it has to be closed. I'm going to be a nightmare, but only because they're emotionally suffering. Yeah, so if yeah. you want your attorney to do the best for you, make sure that when your heart's bleeding out, match them where they are. Like people go, yeah, attorneys are just robots. I'm like, okay, then why are you crying? Why are you being a human in the robot's offices? I'm not saying you have to become a robot, but find your place of where you'll better spend your money. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. me, go to a lawyer. Like how, how epic if you can go to a lawyer and go, cool, I just want to do this epic contract. Yes, it might cost me thousands of dollars, but I'm never ever going to have to worry about my co-parents doing the wrong thing again for the rest of our lives. So spend money on avoiding the issue rather than trying to cure it, cover it up, dabble with it, mess it up, bloody blah, and then think you're going to get a different result. That's insanity. That is. So, yeah, yeah, you're right what's the change that you've seen in I find what I'm hearing from you so amazing and I just want 
you to be able to present the changes that you've actually observed by taking this approach with the individuals that you work with. Can you give some examples? Of course. I think, so there's one specific example where it was a father that came to me. And in the beginning, my biggest thing is that I could feel the rush of fear that would come from the parent. And my basic thing as a litigation attorney would be confront fix do not calm the person down and allow it to all unfold while the person is still keeping their strength right so i get into that coaching space she came to me she's not going to let me see my child and bloody 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 blah and the worry and the panic and we could have launched applications and we could have done all these hectic things and all of that but i sat down with them and i said cool before i'm a lawyer i'm going to be your coach and I created a concept called a legal easement session, where I would just ease people through the legal process in the beginning because how you start is how you finish. And a lot of people don't realize that is that once you start a cycle, the cycle is going to end the very way that it started, even if you can't see it, it's going to come around like that. So came to me and through all of this, because he listened and I said, you just have to trust me. Someday, you right now not seeing your son i know is petrifying but i promise you there's a reason for it maybe let's like work on where you can maybe like not be anxious because she was very controlling as the parent you can't do this you can't do this bloody bloody blah and i said can you do it and he said not really so i said well okay well, let's work on triggers and stuff because when you're around that space and I understand what's coming at you, like enforcing, but I need you to hold your own. So the success story of it is that I went to self first. And whenever he was in that environment, he sometimes would be an explosion or whatever, but the explosions that we managed to limit. And when we eventually went to court and I had, I would have meeting after meeting and I would send like settlement proposals, bloody blah, blah. And I would get a call and attorneys going blah, blah, blah. And I would go, Yes, I'm very much aware. Then issue it. If you don't do this and this, I'm like, okay, then issue it. I'm going to do this. I'm like, then go. But then I had to go back to my clients and go, yeah, we're going to court. He's like, oh, no, I can't go to court because of that fear of court. I was like, yeah, but it's not going to court. It's how you prepare for court. And I'd prepare him. I'd say, when you're around, take notes. I would zone him in so much on how he could navigate his own ship. It's like, when you're around that space, record it. Because I've seen how a scared mother's perception of a father can look like only from her own mouth to her attorney in a legal letter. It's my client told me this. I'm like, epic. How's your client's mental health? Are they seeing, are they in delusionment? Do they see the right thing? What lens do they look from it? What lens are you looking from? Different lenses. Or are you even um, looking at the actual evidence and not just taking your client's word for it? Exactly. So with exactly. So with this client, I applied the coaching and I said, just trust me. And we went through a process where he got a good order. It was less impactful. It was he. I came to. I showed him. I said, she won't change, but you can. And when her when the winning, because remember the darkest one with the no consequences is the winner. And it's very hard to tell your client, yes, taking the high road, I promise you it's a road less traveled. Not many people are there, but it's the better one. And it's only gonna take time. So it's that trust in getting there and then looking back and I'm like, Yeah, but when she dips, guess who's gonna be the better father? Yeah. That's the same and advice like, that well, I have given. You're so right. You're so right. Taking the high road is always the best choice, even if it makes you necessarily a loser in the moment. 
but your children will see that about you in the future. And it's not just till your children are 18. That's not when being a parent stops. Your children, they're your children forever. And so just because you're going through a divorce doesn't mean that your children are not still going to see the results of your true, pure efforts in the end. So your children are also going to, and this was like a mind like explosion for me when I love my parents dearly, but they really did show me the wrong version of love, like in relationships. Like basically what I watched, I recreated in my own personal life. And I promise you, I know if you can, if you know that your children will recreate your toxic love cycles, how would you stop them and show them the a real one? And it doesn't matter if they're not, if you're not living with their father, like the world has changed. I promise, I promise you, if you bring another healthy role model, kids can have two dads, three dads. It's, there's no limit on the family unit, like redefining the family unit. But the limit comes from forcing a toxic thing because sometimes it's also our love bonds. And only when we look at ourselves, I do believe that if everyone is just look at themselves, you would just mirror and we'd all be in the, in the right spaces. But it's hard to look at yourself, especially when that explosion is happening. But that's why you need that like a safe place where you can just be like, yeah, it's a mess. I have clients that have been married and divorced like three or four times. And I'm like, yeah, okay, are you, when are you going to realize that it's a cycle? You're not going to get married again and not, have, and not get divorced. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes, and it is, it's generally a cycle of their inner child who is bringing the same problems to every relationship. And usually they're picking similar partners, but. Exactly. So I had to realize that in my personal life when I went, whoa, what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah. Fifth time, ever. Fifth things came in threes. (laughs) 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 Then it's deep work. It's stuff that you can't even see. It's going, why do I do that? And what I realized was a fragmentation of telling, of as what we speak of what we want and what we go to sleep at night wanting. And that disfragmentation between appeasing people and what we actually want in our true heart's desires is that's when we create the wrong reality for ourselves. And for some people, when I say it's too late, some people are stuck. They can't unstuck themselves, but they can heal in the stuckness and then maybe the universe will throw them a lifeline where they can unstuck themselves yeah so healing is absolutely the most essential part of this divorce process totally because divorce is the one thing that can happen where it's one thing and you just go it's one thing that's happening you can just focus on the different dynamics of what you want for your next self so as you're divorcing from your old self into your new self because generally if you ask people they don't want to go through the divorce they just want the thing off they're like how long is this going to take i'm like you've been married for 20 years and you want to get divorced in two months are you mad Come on. <laughs> that's not even science like what it doesn't even make sense you <laughs> used to drive me insane they're like i need a divorce now sorry it's not my problem the courts are very slow for a reason like Maybe you're supposed to learn the lessons, but then don't pause your healing. Go through those five years that it takes, and maybe you can get remarried the day that you get divorced. Mazel tov. Yeah. Like, the possibilities are endless when you just decide not to stay where you are. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So how tell everyone listening how they can find the resources to learn what it is that you're teaching and showing in such a way that I cannot even 
tell you how important it is for them to do. Thank you. It makes me so happy. Because I also know that I'm helping attorneys. Like, imagine, I want everyone to be in their zone of genius. Okay. And as attorneys, when you have that power and it gets stripped just because you care about clients, but they're deaf. So, like, imagine that energy that you could be doing in, with other stuff, to just trying to help a person. It's, it's like not your place, but it's hard. So, yeah, for people to find, just literally go on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all those socials at the Divorce Chick Tribe. And everything there is that I, I wanted to find one funnel. Like when people go, what's your email address? What's your number? I'm like, ah, so complicated. Go and search that. And then anything that pops up when you're on that platform, it'll be what you are. Because all the grouping, group coaching stuff will be launched there. Everything will be launched there. It's like the media. I don't even call it social media because it's so antisocial. Like people don't even <laughs> like stuff anymore. They like just watch you. Like It's just stalking. It's not socializing. Yes. It, yeah. I said, imagine you were in a bar and someone just looked at you and stared at you. But as you looked at them, they weren't like, I like what you do. They just looked at you. They just watched you. I was like, that's social media. It's not even social media now. It's just like media. It's like cool if you want information about divorce go to the divorce chick tribe there's new podcasts and i'll also invite you to the podcast that we are like i'm in the process of creating there's a zoom version there's yeah i just want to get like a bunch of professionals that are all dedicated to the same cause content creating where people know where to go like i would face i'd be like ah when you have a cough or whatever you go to a doctor what happens like when everything's a mess so no, where do I go? Yeah. <laughs> Just start with Google, the Divorce Chick Tribe epic, and then start there because it's not only if I am the divorce chick, but it's also a tribe. In fact, the people that I know that is no longer my zone of genius anymore because I don't, it's not, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like law, I love it. Do I have to talk about it all the time anymore? No, because there's other experts that can do their job excellently, that are de- that's their destiny and their purpose, and also not have clients that are bleeding on them. Yeah. Which I think is also very important. I love so, it. Yeah. Any last parting words before we conclude? No, I just think, I imagine when I left my job, because everything is so clear. When you go through it, it's so clear. And I'm, I just feel grateful to literally even be having this conversation because two years ago, I could feel something was missing. And I just didn't know what it was. And now sitting here, it makes me go flipping hell. But I was feeling that maybe she was too. And now this is how it happened. And follow your space. Like we all have a different space. And you might, in going through your divorce, you might actually find your purpose. You might, you might be an artist. You might be, like, I think women can also find their purpose through divorce. You recreate yourself. You get to decide who Hopefully. you are and what your future looks like. I always tell my clients at the end, congratulations on the new you, your new life. And it's going to be whatever you want it to be. Absolutely. I love that. I'm so glad that there's a divorce. So funny, I had to be on a Zoom with someone in Florida. Um, <laughs> page. I've literally been trying in South Africa for flipping years. I should have just popped on Zoom. And been like, someone in America, please get me. Cool. But that's what I'm doing with South Africa. I think it's one of those things where it's, it's so... Attorneys don't know that that you can do that. Like when I would do that, people would be like, Jennifer, you're so emotionally invested. I'm like, flipping out. It's been years. I've muzzled all. I want people to be excited now. They've gone through the worst. Why does it have Absolutely. to be worse? It's not the end of your life. It's the beginning of your next chapter. That's what yeah, it is. Yes, yes. 
So I can't thank you enough. I'm turning red because I'm just, I'm so excited about the things that you've said because I can't wait for people to hear it. I just can't wait. I think you've provided some very valuable content and it's very inspiring and very hopeful. And thank you so much for sharing and taking the time. Thank you. And my team is going to contact you for I'm doing a podcast series as well, but they'll send you all the details and I definitely want you on there. I'm just so excited that when you share the same vision as everyone, people get to be helped. And hopefully one day, it's cool, you can be a divorce attorney, but you can be the divorce attorney that is getting parents together properly, not fighting in court. Because courts, for me, it's like spirits lurk in those flipping corridors. It's so much pain has happened there. It's like enough. Imagine that's a place of healing where you can walk into the court and you can go to divorce attorney and be like, I want this and this because I've done this and this. And then divorce becomes a thing that people can have and do, but it doesn't shatter society anymore. I look forward to that and I would enjoy it very much. So <laughs> Me too. We'll get there, I promise. We're a T word. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of From Foster Care to Family Law, a Child Welfare Focus. I hope that this interview provided some valuable insight to help you deal with your unique circumstances. If you found this episode useful, please share this with friends and family that could benefit from this information. If you have a family law need or related matter, please contact me directly and I will be happy to help you.